0: What's up? Filter not included. We're back with a week seven, week 17 NFL football. How do you got, how'd your weekend guys go? Brock, let's go to you.
1: You know what, wessey It was unbelievable. Just like I predicted, I drank as much as I ever have in 2021. I drank, I ate, I enjoyed, I regretted myself. I body shamed already first day of January, but it was great. I appreciate you asking me. It's January 3rd right now, as you guys are listening, and I'm sure I feel just as bad as I did December 27th, 8th, 9th, and the 30th. Thank you for asking.
0: Matt, how was your weekend? What'd you get up to? Oh, well, you know, Eric, it was a a good weekend.
2: Uh, Basically, all my New Year's plans got canceled, which was kind of nice. It's about minus 70 in Edmonton right now, so... My apartment's a goddamn sauna because I'm afraid of the pipes bursting. I, my car, I don't know how it's still running. 2007 Buick for the win. But no, you know, all things considered, it's pretty good. Last week sucked, though. I'll tell you that, Westy. I put a $100 bill in a goddamn ATM machine. I think fucking ate it right up.
0: That's crazy. You know, you should put a $100 bill in the Bengals-Chiefs game. How'd that go? What would you think about that game? Fuck, you know,
2: tough game. Boys battled hard in the trenches, but at the end of the day, better man won. That's all we can talk about. That's all we can say. Don, I, I really, I really
1: hope the Bengals won. And that just that take for people listening Monday It's just like the complete opposite. I really hope they well, won. Well, obviously <laughs> they
2: won. They fucking dropped a whooping. Patrick Mahomes didn't play the fourth quarter. Okay, all right, there we go. But Eric, how was your week?
0: My week, uh, you know, it's the same old Sunday. sitting on the couch, watching Red Zone, watching my team be a disgrace we're playing against we played the bears i'm i'm very sad today you know we lost against the bears but hey we got a higher draft pick we're picking in the top three i'm happy about draft mock draft season i mean but it's monday right? now
2: you did all of that. i will say thank you though because the longer the matinee is employed by an nfl franchise means the Bengals
0: only have to be the best out of 31 teams not 32 there you go it is um it's monday january 3rd we got Cleveland and Pittsburgh coming up. It's a minus three spread for Cleveland and Pittsburgh. It's kind of a funny spread, but they're saying this is Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Pitt. Brock, what do you think? What do you think about that?
1: Well, Big Ben, he is about as historic as anything in the NFL. We obviously just had John Madden passing away a few days ago. He is the biggest football guy out there, but Big Ben is. Just about as close as there is to a player in the NFL who's going to go on to do bigger and better things. His last game at Heinz Field, uh, the man of many injuries, he, he is the web MD for the NFL of the players, but uh, he was a great guy to watch. You know, he could see the progression or the digression, I'll call it, of his career throughout the years. But for some, somehow, he still kept that Steelers team just about in the playoff race every single year, no matter how much his skills and talent went down.
2: No, that's a very that's very well said, Brock. And at the end of the day, I think it's pretty obvious as the Resident Bengals fan of this podcast that like if anyone's gonna talk shit about Ben Roethlisberger, I would be offended if I don't talk the most shit. But at the same time, here's a question for you two guys. So is Ben the last of the pure pocket passer era that we're gonna see? Like even you sometimes you see Aaron Rodgers scrambling for 10, 15 yards in a first down. You see Tom Brady literally clowning ESPN analysts because he can just take off and take a first down big Ben I don't think I've seen him do anything even remotely athletic because his whole career all he's been asked to do is just be the statue of liberty inside the pocket and throw passes to high-end skill receivers one of their defense their defense was nasty for so many years and do you guys think that Big Ben, obviously he regressed, but do you think the game kind of moved away from him at the same time? Like, is this 100% Big Ben sucking what we're seeing this year? Or are we seeing the game transition to more of a a Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson type game? What do you think?
0: I mean, the game is so ever-changing any day in the NFL. These kids that come out of college are just so athletic. You got to get the ball in their hands at any time. I mean, Big Ben was a – a statue and has been throwing balls all over the field for so many years. I mean, not the greatest QB in his class, though coming from a Giants fan that we had Eli Manning win two Super Bowls. So I'm very biased in that, in that point, but I don't think there's going to be any more big bands out there that we'll see throw the ball 50, 60 times a game.
1: No. And I agree with Westman. Like there's the the dinosaurs are extinct in terms of the pocket passer and, makes me upset because uh you know there's some (laughs) there's some some things in history that uh you (laughs) that you want to you want to keep you know like there's certain things like you know the whole fourth down tradition right now of teams going for fourth down six times a game that never happened 10 years ago you know teams would look at you funny and people would criticize you if you went for fourth down you know even more than once in six games but uh the pocket passer is dead I hate to say it, but I love the idea of the pocket passer. I think it's still an element of the game that's very cool to just see a quarterback do the two, three stop drop step and just fire a nice slant to a uh, receiver in the middle of the field. But, uh, you know, I think the only last maybe pocket passer that'll get changed into because of him would be a Mac Jones because Bill Belichick, you know, is just so used to a pocket passer that he just maybe forms him into one. But obviously, Mac Jones is still athletic enough that if he really needed to, he could escape the pocket and run for a few yards if all of his uh, not look, all of his looks are covered, for lack of a better term. Uh, Big Ben, he is one of the greats. He is one of the great pocket passers. Makes me upset that there isn't any more. And yeah, I think you're right, Person. The pocket passer is dead.
2: No, I love that transition right there, Brock. So here, Let me throw another question at you guys quickly. Would your perception of Ben Roethlisberger? And everything that he's done throughout his career, he's absolutely decimated the Bengals for what, 14, 15 years? Like, he's made my life absolutely hell, so I'll abstain from this. But would your opinion of him be better if he just didn't play this game, play this year? If he last year, him, you see that picture and that video of him and Pouncey sitting on the bench, both looking like their dogs died in a dog fighting ring and they, both of them just lost at the same time. Like – Would your opinion of Big Ben be better if he just didn't fucking play this year? He tried to play hero. And I think he's just lost it. But
1: Big Ben, Big Ben is the guy who plays hero that that's who he is. That's what makes him different than other quarterbacks. Like or other human beings, like Big Ben had his own documentary about his recovery from an injury that most people don't do documentaries about. Big Ben is the guy where it's like, Oh, I got COVID somehow I'm going to break the rules of COVID. I'm going to come back and, you know, be a heroic story Come Sunday morning, afternoon. Uh, Big Ben is an anomaly among other people where he, he is the true Pittsburgh steel tough. He comes in, he's like, you know what? I've got six injuries right now. I'm in a walking boot. I'm also in a crutch and I'm also in a sling, but you know what? I'm going to fight through my rehab and my recovery. I'm going to eat just as terrible as every human in Pittsburgh uh, and have, you know, obviously not being in shape, but somehow that tough motherfucker, he, he fights through and he, he ends up on the field every Sunday. So, I do believe that uh, if Big Ben didn't play this season, it would not be true Big Ben fashion.
0: I mean, it's kind of hard for him not to not play the season because his team last year were fourteen and zero at one point and were Super Bowl favorites. I mean, when you were that highly ranked and you you lose it all and you come out this year and you're flat foot and and you're seven and seven and everything's falling apart. I mean, it's hard to see what what his future is going to be, but it does look like this will be his final game in Pittsburgh, sadly. but I'm gonna throw it to you you maps. Should we do the uh, Ben's perfect parlay? Before we do the perfect parlay,
1: I got a big Ben Monday Night football stat for you out there. Before we do that, Westman. Uh, do me a favor. What was the spread and over under again in that game? The
0: spread is minus three Cleveland and the over under is at 41 even.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, I just wanted to know those because I uh, wanted to make sure that Pittsburgh was uh, underdogs in that game. Here are the Monday Night Football stats for you for Big Ben's career. He's 11 and four since his first Monday Night Football showing in October 10th, 2005. The Steelers are 15 and five in that span. Uh, even though Roethlisberger missed five of those Monday Night Monday Nighters, I don't know why they added that stat in there. Of Big Ben's five Monday Night Football football matchups at Heinz Field he's won all of them Steelers by a million Monday night that's all I gotta say
0: okay well let's go into the Ben's perfect parlay Matt what do you got you listeners
1: out there real quick for the perfect parlay we want to let you know we're recording this on a Thursday a few days before Monday night football so the player prop numbers are not actually released yet on most gambling sites so we're going to pick each of us are going to pick a Ben Roethlisberger Big Ben player prop for a perfect or big screen sports, perfect parlay that you guys can bet on Monday night. The show will be released Monday morning, afternoons. So you'll have plenty of time to bet that parlay with us. The numbers won't be there yet, but we're going to just pick the stat that we're going to root
2: for for big Ben.
0: That is Jenny.
2: Alrighty. So the stat that I picked at the end of the day, there's three certainties in life, death, Taxes and a big Ben interception, baby. Let's go, Ben. Over on your interceptions. If it's if it's .5 or 1.5, I don't care. Give me them all. Num, 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 num.
0: All right, Brock. What's your Ben's perfect parlay? Easily my favorite one of all time. We just talked
1: about. This was decided beforehand before we talked with people. I want you to know that this was predetermined in my head before we had the conversation. Uh, But although Matt Brisson did, we talked about how Ben is the last of the pocket passer. I'm going to take Big Ben's over rushing yards in this game because that is an electric one to follow. It's got to be at least two and a half, three and a half, something like that. You got to think Big Ben. In Heinz field, he's going to be feeling all the emotions, all the adrenaline, that fucking body, however broken it is, he's going to rush for a few, maybe have a big yard of five or six. Hopefully he doesn't have to take a knee and have a couple minus yards on that rush toe because that would obviously devastate us. But I'm going to take Big Ben over rushing yards.
0: That is a very bold pick. Wow, Love it. I'm, I initially had Ben's over two and a half, up to two and a half interceptions, but you're Maddie B. Berson of BSS. Took that. So I'm gonna go Ben's over in passing attempts. I think Ben could up be up to like mid 40s in this thing. So uh, whatever that line is, if it's 43 and a half, 47 and a half, take the over, easy money. Put it in a perfect parlay. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Start the air
2: raid siren, baby.
0: Yeah. If you think fucking the Steelers are running the football Monday
1: night, you're fucking kidding yourself. So I don't care. I don't care if the Browns have the best rush defense. Sorry, I don't care if they have the worst rush defense and the best pass defense, they're letting Big Ben throw whether they win or
0: not. That's just how it's going to work, people. And and play renegade by sticks. Pittsburgh loves that shit.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Swing those towels, baby. You're missing the playoffs. They're
0: terrible.
2: Beautiful. Perfect. So take the perfect parlay the big screen sports. Go on your betting app.
1: Do it. Throw a couple bucks on it. I'm telling you, if you don't win money, it's okay. Because for all of you Big Ben fans out there and football fans, it'll just be fun to root for
2: yeah, you know. whoever's whoever's line it is that messes up, you have all rights for 24 hours after the game to send me as many crude messages or whoever crude messages on Twitter. Just lay it on us. I want it to hurt. Make it
0: sting. All right, now we're on Thursday. We just time traveled back to Thursday before Sunday. We're going to get into the upset game of the week. Brock, what is your upset game of the week?
1: Well, this is an easy one for me. I was going to pick the Raiders. I wasn't sure if the Colts had Carson Wentz or not, or whether they had to go with Sam Ellinger. Regardless, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to take the Washington football team to beat the Eagles at home. And you know why? The why the football team is going to win? It's because it's part of the big screen sports NFL best bet system. You know what that system is? It's home underdogs against the spread in divisional games. But guess what? They're going to win outright. They're going to win for the boss in week 17, and they're going to show him that there is true love in the air in Washington, that Dan Schneider has things up his sleeves and they're going to win one at home against the Eagles. So take the Washington football team to win outright. Congratulations, Washington football team. You won. You beat the Eagles. Congratulations.
0: Brock, Brock, do we know these stats on the BSS? Uh, yes, we do. Now, uh,
1: Unfortunately, it's on an own five tear right now. We are, eight and five previously now we're eight and ten so that's why we absolutely need the washington football team to win you know who else isn't is part of the big screen sports nfl best bet system steelers monday night football by a billion so let's All go right. two and oh sunday and monday night we're gonna get back to 10 and 10 and we'll go 500 going into week 18
0: there's two picks right there for you folks maddie b what do you got
2: Oh, well, I, I'm taking the Lions. I don't know what the, what the line is, but I think the Lions are, I think the Lions have a chance to really upset the Seahawks. And at the end of the day, Dan Campbell's got these motherfuckers ready to bite kneecaps and take names after. So I got the Lions as the underdog. I'm 99% sure that they're underdog against the Seahawks, but if the Seahawks for some reason suck that much, then Russell Wilson should be, should, he should just already get traded to the Steelers and fucking wreck the next 10 years of
0: my life. All right, that was my that was my underdog pick of the week. Um, unfortunately, I'll, I'll have to pivot right here now to uh, the Cincinnati Bengals facing against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what last week Joe fucking big Dick Burrow did through for 525 and he did not fucking let up. man Joe Burrows gonna have another crazy night against the shitty Kansas City's defense. Well, Kansas City's won. How many in a row? Eight in a row right now. Nine, nine in a row, eight somewhere like that. Well, that's that's a trap game right here. It's in Cincinnati. Take Bengals money line. They're gonna win outright. They're gonna be in the playoff. Shit's gonna be electric. All right. What's the next segment, Brock?
1: Hold on, real quick. We got Washington football team. We got the Lions, and we got the Bengals. Let's give a round of applause. All those teams won. Congratulations. A round of applause.
0: Chaos yeah, never fails, baby. All, All right, we Westman,
1: can... the host of this episode, you go ahead. What's next, big boy?
0: Next segment is the future predictions. So, what is happening this next week? This new, this new 2022. What's going in the world? That's fucking being bold future predictions. Maddie B, let's start with you.
2: Oh god damn it. I hate to say this, but I oh, fuck. Don't do it. Oh, I have to. Oh God. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers is gonna win the Super Bowl again, and my life's gonna fucking suck. I I Jesus. don't I just fuck, man. I just have a bad feeling in my stomach. They just got blanked by the Saints. Now everyone's talking about how the fucking bucks suck and oh God, this is actually gonna happen, I think.
0: No one can know until we find out, Brock. What is your future bowl prediction for this? <laughs> well,
1: I got lots rattling around in the mind right now, but uh, you know we talked about him in the previous episode. We talked about the old Urban Meyer Jacksonville Jaguars relationship that wasn't too great. We talked about some college football head coaches that could replace him, but I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go to Jacksonville Jaguars within this week. Obviously, this episode's released Monday, so by Friday. The Jacksonville Jaguars will have hired their new head coach. Congratulations, Eric bien of the Kansas City Chiefs. You are the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Congratulations, my friend. We're so happy for you. What about Kellen Moore? Tough one for you. No, Kellen Moore.
0: Dan Quinn. So
1: Jerry Jones is going to kill Mike McCarthy. He's going to kill him. He's going to wipe him off face to the earth, and then he's going to make Kellen Moore the head coach of the Cowboys. And that will not be a possibility. Now, I would love backwards hat Dan Quinn to be the head coach of the Jaguars, but I don't see it. I just see it, think Jacksonville is not, is not a suitable place for a backwards hat Dan Quinn. It's just not the place.
2: Yeah, they're either going to do that or they're going to – oh, God, they might go really off the map again just because they're the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I really, really want Jacksonville to hire a college football head coach. Because that would just make all of our lives that much more enjoyable, but I don't see, I don't see him doubling down.
0: All right, Westy, what do you got? Well, all right. Well, when you're driving home or driving to work, you're gonna hear that Russell Wilson is already played his final game at what's it called now? It's not at the link anymore, but. He's gone, man. He, he already announced on a press conference that he is going somewhere else to a high market, maybe Denver or Las Vegas, maybe Derek. Hey, Westy,
1: Westy, real quick, give us your Lumen Field. Lumen Field. Lumen Field. Good call. Give us, your, give us your top three power rankings for teams you want to see Russell Wilson at. You want to personally.
0: All right. The first one's Denver Broncos. I think him in that offense with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sun and the two running backs, Melvin Gordon, Jamonte Williams will be pretty electric. They have a pretty good team, solid defense. The second team is the New York Giants. I think he would be a good fit. Sierra loves New York. I mean, her business would be perfect, perfect in there. Bring Sierra to New York, bring Russ to New York. He'll be cooking in MetLife. Shit will be going to the Super Bowl. Uh, And the final destination I think is Las Vegas. I think Derek Carr is not the answer there anymore. I think the new coach would want his new quarterback. I think that new quarterback is Russ or maybe a top draft pick. Bring Russ somewhere else. Perfect. Maddie B, do you have a power rankings of
1: your top three Russell Wilson destinations that you want to see him go to? Not only for storylines, not only for fan appeal, not only for a good storyline. What are you thinking?
2: Oh man, I, I really don't, I really have no idea. Like th- this could be anything from a reasonable move to like the Patriots trading uh, Mac Jones for fucking seven first round picks and then signing Russell Wilson. And then, Oh God, Bill Belichick just turning this league into a joke again. I really have no idea, but I think this off season, is going to be a goddamn carousel. Like we haven't seen in recent years for quarterbacks. There, because you got Aaron Rodgers is either going to retire or stay in Green Bay, I think. But like if he leaves and takes somewhere, then what happens to guys like Russell Wilson? Where do they go? There, this could be an absolute gong show of an offseason for NFL, and I'm so here for it. Well said. I mean, uh didn't give you
1: three picks, but that's okay. Kind of hit you on the spot there. Uh I'm gonna give at least one that wasn't mentioned. I agree with all of yours, Westy. Uh, I had the Giants in my number two in the power rankings as well. Uh, but my number one power rankings, I had Denver three as well. My number one off the top of my head would be the New Orleans Saints. I think that's that's a place for him to go, him and Sean Payton. That's I actually think that if Russell Wilson went to the Saints, I really do just feel that Sean Payton's a good enough coach. They have a good enough team around there. If it stays the same, that they would win the Super Bowl uh, between the two of them. So, uh there is our russell wilson talk congratulations seahawks on a great tenure with russell wilson listening to this on monday hopefully he's gone by friday um yeah that was a great show boys we got a lot of good talk in there we got some up game upset game of the weeks now before you guys go first of all don't be those kind of people that listen to this after sunday and criticize us for our picks because we're going into this recording on a thursday so don't be Don't be uh, serial killers and don't be uh, trying to kill us on uh, social media with your takes that we are way off. Obviously, we're predicting this just like you are. Okay, we're human beings. And if you want to do that, if you really want to be a serial killer, you got to to get it off your chest. You know, sometimes you got to say it with your chest. Go to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Big Screen Sports. For Twitter, it's at Big Screen Sport. Let us fucking know how you feel because you know what? We'll fucking tell you right back. We got burner accounts here, people. We
2: got burners. You don't know where, but we're going to come at you. Two yeah, p- come, come at me, BSS underscore Matt with one T. I want all that smoke. Fucking bring it.
0: Hey, at underscore underscore Westy. Come at me to my personal account, you fuckers.
1: We love it. Perfect. Thanks for listening, guys. Filter included. We are back better than ever in the new year. Hope you enjoyed your NFL Sunday. Look forward to talking to you guys next time. Peace. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl yeah.